Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to The Art of Kindness, where we have compassionate conversations with artists from all areas of the entertainment industry who are using their voice to spread joy and make this big spinning planet in the sky a better place to be. I'm Robert Peter Paul, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello, friends. Can you believe it's already the last week of July? Woo! Time flies when you're being kind. Of course, it might be even later by the time you listen to this, in which case, hello, people of the future. First, I wanted to share with you some kind news that I saw floating around this week. The Washington Post reported that a class of high school students built their pregnant teacher a device so that her husband, who uses a wheelchair, could stroll with their baby. I highly suggest reading the full article. It will give you all the warm fuzzies, and so will this episode's incredible guest. Today's guest is young, but she's already done more good for the world than many do in a lifetime. Caitlin Carmichael is an actress, philanthropist, and TikTok sensation. You may have seen her in little-known television shows like The Good Doctor, Young Sheldon, iCarly, True Blood, Dexter. She even lent her voice to Disney series Doc McStuffins, for which she won a 2013 Young Artist Award. On the film side, Caitlin won awards for her leading turn in the faith-based film Epiphany. She also played the younger version of Olivia Wilde in Life Itself, and she can currently be seen starring opposite Bruce Willis and Megan Fox in Midnight in the Switchgrass. Caitlin's love for acting is only matched by her love for giving back. And wow! Does she give back? To name a few ways, Caitlin is the West Coast Teen Ambassador for the American Cancer Society. She leads the Los Angeles Research Hers campaign, which empowers girls in STEM programs and funds female scientists in cancer research. She even started her own global foundation called starsofblessing.org through Starbucks to help feed homeless people. And that's barely scratching the surface of the ways Caitlin is changing the world for the better. It was lovely to speak with her. So without further ado, please welcome the kind Caitlin Carmichael. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I, I love the idea of your podcast and the importance of s- spreading kindness and how you see that in different people in the industry is so great. It's such a wonderful thing to focus on. 
Oh, thank you so much. And I think you're the perfect person to talk to because, well, I guess before I do this, I would just love to know, how are you at taking compliments? How am I at taking compliments? Um, Yeah, like, are you able to receive them? Are you like, ah! Increasingly trying to be better at receiving compliments and giving compliments more frequently. So I, I try to always reciprocate compliments. That's that's my favorite thing to do. But it's always nice when you can tell someone is genuinely complimenting you. And I, I try to do the same thing to other people. It, they mean a lot to me. Oh, I like that. Like not in like a mean girl's way when they're like, oh, I love your sweater. And they're like, yeah, I like your whatever it was, like necklace. The opposite of that. I agree. We got we to gotta spread genuine compliments. They mean so much, especially about specific things. Yeah. I'm just so in awe of how much you've accomplished at such a young age. I mean, I don't even think we have enough time today to like talk about everything you've done. You just seem to spread so much positivity in everything you do from your TikTok videos to, you know, your acting work and then your philanthropic work. So just thank you for being such a great human, first of all. Thank you so much. <laughs> that that means the world to me. I'm so excited to get to talk about kindness again, especially coming after the insanely hectic year that 2020 was. 2021 seems to have such positive energy surrounding it. I guess hopefulness uh, first and foremost, but it seems like there isn't a better time than now to really focus on spreading positivity. Yeah, I totally agree. And I guess to kick things off, what does kindness mean to you? I would say kindness is a form of selflessness, but also self-love is a form of kindness as well. So it's kind of hard to define, but To me, a huge part of kindness is inspiring others. I've always said, uh, I think it actually started, I was 12 and I went to the Ronald Reagan student leadership program and I was Mm -hmm. there with a bunch of high school seniors, but I had to come up with a mission statement for philanthropic work. And I had, I had no idea what that was and really had to learn about it. And I said that I wanted to be uh, a light and a voice of hope and I aspired to inspire others. So inspiring others to me is a huge part of kindness. Kindness is really a chain reaction. I guess. So there's a huge ripple effect that comes with inspiring someone and spreading a little bit of love. Oh, that was so beautifully put. You're so eloquent. I love the way you string sentences together. I like don't even know how to talk after the pandemic. I'm like, where am I? I, Um, I've forgotten how to meet new people. It's, it's totally okay. I'm, I'm an English major. So taking a lot of classes and writing papers this finals week has warmed my vocabulary back up. Oh, that's awesome. What are you studying specifically? I'm studying American lit and culture, and I just declared my film and TV minor. Congrats. So this is my, it's actually my last day of sophomore year. I have a paper due at midnight, so I'm going to be finishing that when we're done. Wow. And yeah. So I'm, I'm really excited. Um, my major encompasses not only just English lit, but philosophy, uh, psychology, gender studies, religion, to really form a perspective on the literary works that I'm studying. So I, I figured that would make me a better actress and help behind Definitely. the camera as well. Yeah, that's incredible. I think growing up, if you're a reader and you're always, you know, absorbing new stories, especially that totally helps with acting. And I think kindness as well. To me, they go hand in hand because, you know, you have to be an actor. You have to practice empathy, I think. That's a huge part of it. And anything to help grow my perspective, I, starting off in the industry working as really young, I would audition for roles that uh, characters who would experience things that I had never experienced in life. So reading and trying to embody other characters in different stories really led to a work of, um, or a love of understanding the works of stories and novels and things like that. And trying to grow my perspective to develop that form of empathy when I've never directly related to something that my character is experiencing. What were some of your favorite books growing up? Mm, My favorite books growing up, I was a a huge script reader, first and foremost, Uh, the outsiders was always a favorite. And then I got Uh starting, um, I got to study Shakespeare a bit, Macbeth, is a huge favorite of mine. And as soon as I, I remembered uh, 
I think Margot Robbie announced that she was doing some form of Macbeth. There was some Shakespearean thing she was doing. And now Mm -hmm. the Francis McDormand is playing Lady Macbeth. So I'm so excited to see that work really come to screen in the next couple of years. I got to study in London. It's such a powerful show. And I think think they are doing like a Lady Macbeth centered movie, which will be interesting to see. I'm, so, I'm really excited. She's arguably the best character in the story. So that should be- Oh my gosh, yeah. So I feel like growing up, you know, reading different stories and especially studying Shakespeare, which is so rich in its language and its characters. Do you feel like that kind of taught you how to be kinder or was it more, I, you know, I've read a lot about how your mom has inspired you so much throughout your life. Do you feel like that's how you kind of learned how to be kind or is it as you're getting older, you're sort of realizing, okay, this is a practice, you know, I'm becoming like a a full human and I have to really every day make sure, like you said, to give back and and pay people compliments and that kind of thing. That's a really interesting question. I I would say it's a little bit of both. And you were totally spot on about my mom inspiring me uh, and especially educationally, like as what we were talking about, she has really inspired a strong work ethic in me. But growing up, she really focused on teaching me the importance of giving back to other people. And that was something that I grew up with and really inspired a lot of my work in philanthropy. But also as I'm getting older, I'm realizing the importance of, I think as I'm becoming more of an adult, I realize the value of kindness when it's shown to me. And I try to pass that on to other people. Yeah, it's so important. To me, that's what life is about. And you seem to really get into philanthropy at a young age, which is so cool. I forget what age you were that I read, but did it all start with sponsoring a child at Community Hope School in Africa? Was that like your first? Yes. When I was four years old, I signed my mom up, uh, my mom and I up to feed the homeless at our church. And she had no idea about this. And then she was told that we were signed up on the list, which I had put us down. So I was um, always kind of initiating different ways for us to get back in our community and through our church was a huge outlet for me. And it was a social outlet for me at uh, four years old. I was really involved with philanthropy at the church we went to. And I met John Hunter when I was seven years old. Uh, he worked with community hope school in Namibia, Africa. And I decided to sponsor a little girl named Babsy with my own money that I had been making from working. So I saw her picture and that she wanted to be a teacher and she was a year or two younger than me. And I thought that, that was so cool. So we started writing letters and it became pen pals. And I used my money that I made from filming to pay for her school school books and her clothing and her meals. And then it grew to support her in archery training. And she's grown from wanting to be a teacher to wanting to be a lawyer, which I think is fantastic. And in 2020, I think I started to sponsor um, another young girl named Deborah at Community Hope School as well. So it's wow. it's been an amazing outlet and also an opportunity for me to get to learn about someone else's culture as well. Are you still sponsoring her and someone new? Yes. So uh, Babsy and someone new, a young girl named Deborah, and I was sending them care packages during COVID-19. Wow. So that was such a fun way for us to keep in touch. Oh, that's so amazing. I've, I've done some work with Save the Children, which is a little bit of a similar thing. Like you send them letters, they send you drawings, and then you get to become pen pals a little bit. And that is just so special and important. Have you gotten to meet, I guess Babsy would be the one you would have gotten to meet since you've, you've been with her longer, but I know sometimes that's hard to do. Unfortunately, I've never gotten to meet her. I dream of going on a a mission trip to Africa, but specifically Namibia, just to have that opportunity. But I was always too young to go with our church when they would take trips towards Mm -hmm. that area as I was seven, eight, nine. I was a little bit too young to go, but that's something I dream of for sure. That's so special. Well, I'm sure you'll get to go one day. And then was your next like philanthropic venture with Starbucks, the Stars of Blessing? 
Yes. So I had always been really passionate about feeding the homeless through our church. And when I was 12 years old, I realized that, well, first, let me say my mom is an avid Starbucks drinker. We we love our coffee. coffee kind <laughs> Same of here, gold member right here. Yes. Okay. So when I was 12, I realized that we could use the Starbucks mobile app and redeem the stars or the reward points on the app to redeem a free meal for a homeless person in my community. And it was a great way for people to give back to those less fortunate than them at no disadvantage to the person who wants to give back. So, um, I really started thinking about this idea and thinking, what if other people use their stars to feed the homeless? Like I was talking about the kind of chain reaction of kindness that this could lead to, and it could expand to something so wonderful in people's different communities. Wow. And I love the story. I read how it really came to be. It was like one day you were at Starbucks with your mom. You said you discovered that you could pay on your app. And there was one person in particular that started it all, right? Yeah, there was actually a homeless man sitting outside of our local Starbucks right around the corner from our house where we're on first name basis with all of the baristas. And there was a homeless man who was extremely hungry. And my mom didn't have cash that day to help buy him something. And I felt awful because I had no idea what to do. And then I came up with the idea that we could use the points that I saw we had redeemed so that we could buy him a breakfast sandwich, a bacon, egg and Gouda sandwich and a coffee for him. And that kind of sparked the idea for this whole foundation in a way. So it's it's crazy how one moment in your life can really change your perspective. Yes, 100%. I don't know if you've ever been to Portland, Oregon, but your approach is reminding me of their mindset There's a huge homeless community there, and they actually treat them with respect. There's a newspaper, I think, called Street Roots that is sold by and for the homeless people there. The residents seem to really chip in and help them, too, befriending homeless people. You know, someone will buy them breakfast, the next person will buy lunch, and so on. It's truly an amazing ecosystem there. So the fact that you did something similar in a place where that wasn't the norm is amazing and started it on your own. I, I wish that I, I wish that every community in the world was was like that. We should all yeah. be more like Portland. Oh, I totally agree. My brother had cancer when I was little and, and passed away and we started a foundation in his honor, similar to kind of what you were just saying with how your foundation formed. And it's been so amazing to see all the different families that we've been able to help and how it's such a chain reaction because some of them will go on and help other families. I know cancer is a very important cause to you. Absolutely. And it's... It, it is mind blowing to me how how many families and people have been affected, whether it's through yourself or through a family member or a close friend have been affected by cancer. I think mm-hmm. one in three people experience cancer in their lifetime, yeah. which is crazy. I'm, I'm so sorry for your loss, but it's amazing what you've been able to do in, in terms of helping other people with your journey. I had a really similar experience. My mom was diagnosed with cancer when I was 10 years old. And Mm. the the six-letter word seemed to overtake our entire lives, our entire fate. And as my mom stayed grounded in her faith and fighting cancer, I watched as she has been able to use her journey, now almost seven years in remission, to help her friends who've been diagnosed with cancer, cancer survivors, and even strangers who are experiencing their cancer journey. And that really inspired me to want to use my platform to spread awareness about early detection and the importance of a healthy lifestyle in the same way that my mom did. So interesting how you also started an organization revolved around cancer research yeah. and support for survivors. No, I, I love that you did that. It's it's like taking something terrible and trying to make something good out of it. My brother always had such a big smile on his face, no matter what was going on. And so 
our phrase that we came up with was inspire a smile, which is similar to the, you know, kindness is contagious situation. And it's such a, a gift to kind of be able to take something so awful that you went through and then use it to make something so good for other people. So I love that. And I, I loved reading about how you became the West Coast Teen Ambassador for the American Cancer Society. How did that happen? Actually, the American Cancer Society reached out to me and I wow. responded back, letting them know about my journey and personal experiences with cancer and how it, it seemed like worlds colliding. It was truly a moment of faith. There couldn't have been a better place for me to reach out and grow my philanthropic works than with the American Cancer Society. And it was such an mm -hmm. honor to become the West Coast Teen Ambassador, especially as the daughter of someone who has had cancer. It gave mm -hmm. me such a personal relationship with the work I was doing. And um, my mom and I have been able to go to uh, Relay for Life and uh, different events and making strides that uh, the Los Angeles American Cancer Society organizations do. And it's it's been amazing to meet other mother and daughters and survivors and even people who are currently fighting cancer. Yeah. I, I mean, I love Relay for Life. I try to do it every year and I'm so glad to hear that you guys go. And I'm, I meant to say this before, I'm so happy to hear your mom is in remission. That's incredible. I'm so Thank glad you. she's doing well. Your philanthropic work with cancer extends even further because you're, you're working with these STEM programs and funds, correct? With yes. like female so scientists. In 2019, as I was still um, and still currently am, but as the West Coast Teen Ambassador, the opportunity came up to start a new initiative called Research Hers. So it's like the word researchers, but then the hers is capitalized uh, to focus on uh, women-led research. And this um, smart. is funding female-led cancer research to give opportunities to uh, these female scientists and inspiring young girls in STEM programs at the same time. So it's uh, I was the Central Coast chair for this campaign when we kicked off. And it's been amazing to meet so many powerful women who are doing incredible groundbreaking things in STEM fields. And it's so amazing to work with the American Cancer Society, who is trying to uplift not only the work of these women, but these women as well as, as scientists. There have been a, a lot of virtual opportunities for events. It was really hard during COVID-19 because even though COVID and the pandemic seemed to stop everyone's lives and put so many things on halt, cancer didn't stop. So mm -hmm. the American Cancer Society continued the fight against cancer, even in the midst of a global pandemic and how that related to COVID-19. So it, it was amazing to see that there were still female scientists who were able to continue their work with the help of the American Cancer Society. Thank you for all your work with that, especially during COVID when everyone was just, ah, COVID, we got to focus on COVID. Well, cancer's still here, actually. And so are all these other terrible diseases and, and causes. So it's, it's great that there's people like you that are still dedicated and focusing on that. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Real talk. We're all much kinder when we start the day with coffee. You grab your favorite mug, mine's Disney, obviously, and sip before diving into the day. I need that caffeine kick, but I don't need the jitters or the upset stomach that for me sometimes comes along with it. That's why I was so thrilled when I discovered Super Coffee. Like some sort of caffeinated superhero, Super Coffee literally swooped in 
and saved my mornings. Made with ingredients that are great tasting and great for you, Super Coffee leaves me feeling amazing long after I take my last sip. Plus, they just launched their Add Something Positive campaign to bring positive energy and happiness to the world. I mean, come on! We could all use a little positive energy these days. Just when I thought I couldn't love them more, my friends at Super Coffee worked out an exclusive deal for Art of Kindness podcast listeners. That's you. Receive 25% off your entire first purchase at drinksupercoffee.com slash A-OK by using code AOK25 at checkout. That's AOK25. I recommend trying out one of their variety packs to start. You won't regret it. In fact, they know you won't regret it because they have a 60 day money back guarantee, no questions asked. But you're not going to need it. Happy sipping. So now that we've been through an abbreviated version of your philanthropic work and how you're changing people's lives, whether you realize it or not, I would love to know, is there a random act of kindness that changed your life? What immediately sticks out to me is uh, it was actually came about through um, the work I did at our church when I was really young, um, feeding the homeless. I actually was arranging my baptism because I wanted to be baptized at our church. And I told my mom and the pastor of our church that I actually wanted to have it on a Tuesday afternoon in our um, time of feeding the homeless, which we called Meals of Blessing, hence the the, the name influence of the Stars of Blessing, Starbucks campaign. Hmm. I, I told my mom that I wanted to have my baptism during Meals of Blessing on a Tuesday afternoon because these were my friends, the, the homeless community of um, Beverly Hills that we fed every single week. These are the people that I wanted to surround me as I was being baptized. And unfortunately, hmm. our pastor told me that um, even though I was able to lead the prayer before we would eat meals. Um, I had to have my baptism on a Sunday morning during a church service for it to be recognized. And actually two of um, the homeless people who we served every single week, they came to my baptism for me when I was, when I was six years old, they, they came to my baptism. They bought their own bus tickets just to be there for me. And I've never forgotten. That's giving me chills while I'm talking about it, but yeah, me too. The, the, um, uh, the value that I, as I'm getting older, I'm realizing how, uh, how much of an effort they went to, to be there for me and to support me on a huge momentous day in my life of buying their own bus ticket and, and getting there. I, it was, ex- I, I can't even express into words how much that meant to me at the time, but also it, it increases in value as I get older and I see how much of an effort they went to, to support me. Yeah, that is so powerful, especially you're reminding me of just on the TikTok feed. There's a bunch of different accounts where people will befriend homeless people and buy them like a hotel room for a year. I don't know if you've seen those videos. Oh, uh, yes, there's there's the one there's the one man who he's like picked up a lady in downtown L.A. and he's taken her to get her hair done before. And he bought yeah. her an apartment. Yes, it, I know exactly who you're talking about. I, I love watching those videos. I especially look up to creators who use their platform solely in that way. It's so inspiring. And I yes. hope to impact someone's life as, as much as, or even an ounce in the way that they have. You are, and you can, will continue to. Do you have any tips you can offer for being kind to others, even on those really hard days where you're, you know, it's hard to just like even look somebody in the eye? Because I think our listeners could really, really gleam such great advice from someone like you. The, the way that I love showing kindness to people is always through a hug or if it's my close family and friends, but now during COVID, it's so hard to, 
give a hug to people, but as the yeah. world is opening back up, hopefully we can all be be giving more hugs soon. But honestly, just stepping out of that comfort zone and making an effort to do any act of kindness, it's it seems to be never taken for granted. And I think the person on the receiving end often values it so so much more than you'd realize. So mm. just making an effort to be kind and having that perspective of framing all of your actions and saying, am I doing this in the most kind way? How, how can I do something kind today? That, that is the kindness right there. Aside mm. from the actual act of being kind, the, 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 I guess it's the thought that counts in a way. No, yeah. Your perspective is so important. And I think that's brilliant what you said, because obviously humans are so complex and sometimes, you know, whatever's going on in our head can like translate to our face. And if we don't, necessarily mean something can come across to the other person. It's like, Oh my God, they hate me. They, whatever that they're so rude. And it's like, Oh, that person was actually just thinking about, you know, this really hard thing they were dealing with. So just framing your mind to be like, I'm going to be kind. I'm going to go in there and put kindness first. I think is so important. So that's a great tip. And how, how would you say you're kind to yourself, you know, on, on the flip side, because I think if you're kind to yourself, it allows you to be kind to others. It's like a double-edged Absolutely. sword. I think balance uh, has been a huge part of my life and that something else that my mom also instilled in me just growing up uh, the balance between working hard and playing hard and allowing myself time to relax and cleanse my mind has been something that allows me to put everything in perspective and uh, appreciate the little things don't sweat the big things too much mm-hmm. just uh, perspective is a huge way that I try to keep myself calm and staying grounded in my faith is another huge part just shaping my own perspective and allowing myself time to breathe. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's so important because you can't give from an empty cup, right? Right. You are in Midnight in the Switchgrass, which is coming out on July 23rd. Congratulations. That's a big movie. Thank you so much. And there are some industry vets in that film, you know, like Bruce Willis. Would you say that that experience or any other that come to mind taught you how to treat others on a set, you know, how to keep things positive and, and how to be kind in those working environments where you're there for like such a long day and there's so much going on. Absolutely. I have really never worked on a more positive set than this one. And maybe wow. it just seemed so positive in the contrast to the experiences we were having. We were shut down twice due to COVID-19. So there were so many uh, situational aspects of, that gave like this context to our filming that we never thought we would have to experience together. But I recognize the value on this project of having such a strong ensemble of cast members and crew members who were so passionate about the project we were doing that we were trudging through every shutdown, every location change, every scheduling changed, and keeping that positive outlook on our filming, knowing that we were just so grateful to be working and doing something that also has a powerful message with it was an extremely valuable opportunity to have in 2020. Mm, Wow. I mean, I can't wait to see that. That's such an amazing learning experience. And to get through that, like you said, during COVID, where everything's shutting down and everyone's got to be quarantined and testing and all that stuff. I'm glad. I'm glad it's coming out. Like, did you take away any lessons that you feel like one day, you know, when you're number one on the call sheet, you know, there's that whole thing that's like number one on the call sheet leads to the set. Do you feel like there were certain things you've, you've learned in your career so far that you're going to really be cognizant of? I mean, you you seem like such a kind person already. So I don't think there's much, you know, more room for you to go to grow. Yeah, there, there was something really powerful about Midnight and the Switchgrass in particular about our our theme of trying to give a voice to girls who have gone missing. And uh, Megan Fox poses a line in the movie that says something, um, something like, "If if no one's looking for you, are you really missing?" And our director mm-hmm. Randall Emmett 
really had a powerful mission in the back of his mind to lift up these girls whose voices have never been heard, people stop looking for, and empowering that community of women. And for me, um, my character being able to do so alongside an established actress like Megan Fox and giving light to these girls' stories who may otherwise have never been heard in a, a form such as this, it was definitely powerful. So there, there's something very special about this movie and how it's helped me recognize the importance of the creating opportunities for women in film and sharing that space with strong women is the best, best way to do so. That's amazing. That's like the Dear Van Hansen line. Well, it was before Dear Van Hansen, when you're falling in a forest and there's nobody around. Do you even make a sound? Well, I can't wait to see that. I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I do have a surprise game if you're down Ooh, to play. Okay. <laughs> I, I am down to play. Okay. Does it have to do with Dear Evan Hansen? Because if it has to do with Dear Evan Hansen, <laughs> I'll be pretty good. <laughs> No. Oh, I wish. This surprise game, it's a compliment game. Everyone's beautiful in their own way. It's the compliment game on the okay. AOK. It's the compliment. Compliment, compliment, compliment game. Basically, I reached out to somebody in your life and I asked them to say something nice about you. And you're going to have to guess who that is. What? Okay. Yeah, I know. I was a creep. So I'm going to read you their quote. So you'll get three okay. yes or no okay. questions. Okay. And oh, I'm then, so excited. This, ah, see, this is this is what I was talking about, the kindness chain reaction. Like, this literally just made my day. This is such a surprise, and I don't even know what it is yet. Oh, I'm so glad. Well, let's hope it's good. I'm so excited. Okay. Okay, here's your, here's your compliment. She is incredibly smart and almost as funny as me. I love her sense of humor, and I just love spending time with her. That was it. <laughs> okay. I feel like there's something there's something encoded in here that was so nice, by the way, but I, I'm, I'm a little too focused on trying to figure out who this is. Yeah, I felt like this one, it has like some personality in it. Okay. Is this, is this person, is it a, oh, it's a yes or no question? Yeah. Okay. I, mean, this, I don't even know, like, what do I know about these people? Okay, is, is, this, per, <laughs> is this person a girl? No. Oh, that was good. That was a good question. Is this person an actor? Yes. Did this person work with me on a show? Yes. Oh, okay. That's my question. Is it, <gasps> is it Evan Hofer? Yes. <gasps> I knew, I knew because I knew because I signed his birthday card saying that I owed 70, 75% of my sense of humor to him. Oh, so okay. I think that there was something <laughs> encoded in there. Oh my gosh. That is so, that is so nice. He is literally my adopted older brother. He shows up at my doorstep all the time, straight out of a sitcom, but uh -huh. we, we worked together for five seasons of a show and we also filmed during COVID-19. And there's something about the way you really get to know your cast while, while you're filming. And when, you're uh, living together in neighboring hotels. It feels like you're in college dorms in a way. So yeah. you all become family immediately. <laughs> That's so fun. Yeah, I know you guys had worked together on Dwight in Shining Armor. I was on the page messaging random people on that show that like you were in pictures with. <laughs> I oh my gosh, know. I'm going to call him right after this interview's <laughs> over. Like, I'm so sorry about this man child. No, but that was awesome that you got it. So good I, job. I like, I like that he gave he gave a very specific thing that I that I would have to get. He was like so pumped. He's like, I just, you know, he thinks so highly of you. Oh my gosh. So that was good. That and made my I, entire day. I was so confused at first. I was I was thinking about all the different people <laughs> we could be. Oh, I'm so glad. Can you leave us with any kind of kindness? 
tip? The first thing that comes okay. to mind is a super cheesy Pinterest quote. So I'm, I'm going to preface it with that. But oh, we love the, that. the quote that says, throw kindness around like confetti. <gasps> I, I think that's a great analogy because it means that kindness doesn't always have to be grand gestures, but you can sprinkle little bits of kindness throughout people's day and yeah. you have the power to make a difference. Yes. That's in the mission for this show, actually. I'm like, we can spread things like confetti. You know, it's contagious. So everything well, you're saying. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. <laughs> everything you're saying is spot on. So everybody should follow you at, are you Caitlin Carmichael on everything? No, you're really Caitlin, right? At really Caitlin XOX on Instagram. I made that Instagram when I was eight and it stuck with me. So... <laughs> Well, now and, it's even better because you're a public figure. So it's like, no, this is really, this is really Caitlin. It's th- not, this is, not this is me. XOX. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for doing this and talking to us today. Thank uh, you so much so for great. having me, Robert. Oh, of course. Anytime. And hopefully gonna... I'll see you at a Relay for Life. How great would that be? <laughs> oh my gosh. That'd be amazing. And now it's time for your kindness tip of the week. If Caitlin doesn't motivate you to get out there and do some good, I don't know what will. Thank you so much for coming on the AOK, Caitlin. She inspired today's kindness tip, which is to write a handwritten thank you note, but with a twist. After our chat, I received a digital photo of a lovely handwritten note from Caitlin, which I thought was so thoughtful and clever. I've always been a fan of handwritten notes, but it can be hard when you don't know someone's address and you want to surprise them. Well, now you have a hack for that. Write the note, take a snap on your phone, and send it off. So thank you, Caitlin, for my handwritten thank you note. Side note, I've always wondered where the thank you notes stop. For instance, if someone writes an extra glorious thank you note, I feel compelled to thank them for the kind words, but then I guess it would turn into some sort of endless thank you loop, which could be great, honestly. While we're thanking folks, I want to thank you for listening. Let's keep this kindness party going at Art of Kindness Pod and at Rob Peter Paul on Instagram. I really want to form a kindness community. Audio hug! Until next time, remember... Everything's going to be A-OK. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.